Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is John Barber and you listen to TV Confidential. Yeah, Robertson, welcoming you back to... TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will take you back to the golden age of variety television this segment as we welcome public television's favorite producer, T.J. Lubinsky. T.J. is one of the people behind the popular My Music specials that have become a staple of public television, particularly during pledge drives. T.J.'s latest special celebrates the careers of Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, the dynamic husband and wife singing team that performed together on television countless times for more than five decades, including appearances on The Carol Burnett Show and other major variety hours, as well as The Mike Douglas Show, The Merv Griffin Show, The Tonight Show, and other daytime and late-night talk shows. It is the first ever retrospective dedicated to Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet. It will premiere the weekend of December 2nd on public television stations across the country. We'll tell you more about it in just a second. T.J. Lubinsky, welcome to TV Confidential. Hey, it's absolutely a pleasure. I feel like I'm, I'm hearing the music of Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Very confidential. <laughs> well, it's it's confidential in the sense that if I mean, most of our listeners are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and so they'll remember there was a magazine that came out in the late 50s, early 60s, around the, around the time that Steve and Edie first came onto the map called Confidential, which was kind of a kind of a tabloidy type of thing it's if you if you see uh, folks if you remember LA Confidential the movie with Danny DeVito and that was the magazine that was talked about in that film but our show is confidential only insofar as if I do my job correctly uh, we get to know a little bit about the person behind the personalities and also a great song by Sonny Knight, too. Yeah, great song. That's right. That's... <laughs> you have kept alive all sorts of great moments in music and great moments in television through the My Music series, TJ, but I understand this particular special about Steve and Edie was very personal for you. Yeah, you know, um, I have to say, it, for me, it's, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not your typical person now i guess i'm I'm 51 now but i really got into this music when i was 10 11 12 13 14 and originally it was a lot of doo-wop and pop and r&b and motown and that sort of started my path but i always loved the great kind of standards and um you know kind of adult contemporary music because i always heard it on the radio growing up in new jersey Mm -hmm. we had a radio station called wjlk that basically just played adult standards, which was in Asbury Park. I lived in a place called Ocean Grove, which was God's square miles, they called it. And I also lived in a place called Bradley Beach, which was next door. So it was always in the air, no matter where were you. The great standards, the great singers, whether that be Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Rosemary Clooney, and of course, Steve and Edie were always there in the background. And I loved Steve. I just, I loved his music. I was 15 years old and fell in love with this girl, kind of a puppy love. It wasn't like a serious thing, but at the time it was, you know, is she going to love me and stay with me for the summer? Is she going to go back to her boyfriend? 
who knew what was going to happen. And uh, to get through that, I had gotten a Steve Lawrence record. Um, it was actually the flip side of Go Away, Little Girl, and the song was called More. You know, if you remember, more mm-hmm. than the greatest love mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. has known. <laughs> and, you know, I'm 14 years old, and, and I, I'm trying to tell this girl I love her, and she's everything to me. And longer than always, it's a long, long time. You'll never find a love like mine forever and ever. And she dumped me, but I still had Steve's record to listen to again and again. And I did, man, I wore that the grooves of that record out. I, I just loved him. Then I discovered a song called Portrait of My Love. And from there, anything Steve Lawrence put out, I was just, uh, he was like one of my favorite all-time singers. He was, he was everything. The way that he could just bend a note and, and just really fill out um, this amazing this amazing harmony and sing to himself sometimes it was double tracked or triple tracked it was truly great and so, and so that was kind of how it started i was about 15 years old and i loved steve and i really you know i wanted to work in television i dreamed of working in television back then if you had a passion for television you couldn't just go and try to you know get a job and they would hire you you really had to to fight to work your way in to to be good enough to work in the new jersey market which also was new york and um they just weren't jobs. You really, really had to know your stuff. So from working at different restaurants, soda shops, uh, nightclubs as a DJ, uh, nursing homes, all this, it got me to this local TV station in New Jersey. And that's when I first started calling Steve's management saying, you know, can we please do a show with Steve and Edie and, and you know, just show all their great songs and, and, and hear stories and year after year, I would go to the manager, and the manager would turn me down every year. And, and she would give me these excuses that were like, you know, kind of silly. I, I remember the first time she would say, well, you'd have to go and talk to Dwight Hemian. If you get Dwight Hemian on board, then Steve would work with you. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll go and try to find Dwight. Okay, you go do that. So that you find out Dwight died 20 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Hemian, one of the great producers in the era of variety television, for those who don't remember yes, the name. Y- yes, and all that stuff. And and so, like, I would go back the next year and I'd say, I, you know, I tried to find Dwight, but then she'd okay, well, you have to go find so-and-so. And it was all these people that were, like, long gone, and she knew that, but she was sending me on this, like, wild goose chase because I was very determined to try to make the show happen. So year after year, I would go to the manager. Year after year, I would kiss the ring. Year after year, I would, I would write these pleading, begging letters please, please, I just want to do a special with Steve, and I want to learn more about Edie, please, please, please. And, and you know, finally, um, she died. And when she died, <laughs> uh, the door suddenly opened up to have an opportunity to, to work with Steve's son, David, who was an amazing young man, and to be able to say to him, look, David, I, I love your dad and your mom's music just as much as you do. Can we please do a show where you sit down and you talk about their songs and we show all these great clips from their old TV network uh, special that they used to have summer replacement series Carol Burnett stuff, some Ed Sullivan stuff and, and we really, you know, we kind of see what it was like if you could be back there watching the act, seeing the act in ways you just can't get when you hear the record piece, absolutely I'm with you and so I started this about three years ago and, and so the bottom line to this long story is it took 25 years to make this happen, but with a lot of determination and good timing and good people and David and his wife, we were able to finally make this show happen. And so it's a it's a dream come true. Edie, I didn't know much about. I, that was a whole learning experience for me. I just knew her from Blame It on the Bossa Nova. That was kind of all I knew her for. 
So it was really amazing that this thing is, is actually going to happen and, um, and airing on December 2nd on PBS stations everywhere. T.J. Lubinsky is on the line with us. T.J. is the director and co-executive producer of Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, a two-hour special hosted by Stephen Edie's son, David Lawrence, to take the joyful look back at the dazzling showmanship, enduring hit songs, beloved show tunes and favorite standards by two of the greatest voices in popular music and the most successful husband and wife singing duo of all time. Among, among the songs you will hear on Stephen, uh, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, are Go Away, Little Girl, which uh, TJ mentioned a little bit ago. More, if I remember correctly, which was one of Steve's big hits. Blame It on the Bossa Nova, which is one of my favorite moments in the special. I'll get to that in just a second. whole lot more, plus the special includes insight and commentary by Michael Feinstein and Carol Burnett. Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, hosted by David Lawrence, premieres the weekend of December 2nd on public television stations across the country. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Listening to how you first became enamored of the music of Steve Lawrence, TJ, it reminds me a little bit of my own background. My mom in particular, she had in the kitchen, the, the radio was played to either big bands or what they called middle-of-the-road music back in the 60s right. and 70s. Sure, yeah. where, you, where you were here a lot of standards, and so you know, the songs of Sinatra and the songs of Steve and Edie would play on the radio. So it was a combination of that. And we all watched the great variety shows, including the Carol Burnett show. So I've, I've always come to think of Steve and Edie as just one entity, you know. That, that's what Dean Martin used to call him. He, when he'd say Steve, he'd just say, oh, it's uh, Steve and Edie. <laughs> <laughs> but one what, what, what of the things I learned from the special is that in a lot of ways their appear their joint appearances on television were kind of unusual. I mean, they 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 only did that on television. Otherwise, they they rarely performed together off television. Yeah, they had their own separate careers, and that was by design, you know. And I think, you know, one of the first things to understand about these guys is that they really fought and bucked against the system. They did not want to be rock and roll singers. Uh, they understood what rock and roll meant to the teen audience. But they really believed in those fine, super fine um, Bernstein, Berlin, uh, Cole Porter kind of American songbook stuff. And that's where they thought they belonged. And the record company is the one who made them, say, record um, Pretty Blue Eyes or Footsteps or in Edie's case, Blame It on the Bossa Nova, which, you know, she never actually performed on uh, any other TV show. In fact, that little clip we have on this show with Gary Moore it was uh, found at the end of a reel that was taped over for another show because basically it was a it was a throwaway song. The record company, uh, very much like what Mitch Miller used to do with his recording artists, said, "Look, you're going to record this, and you're going to like it." And they said, "No, we're not." And and, and you know the record executives said, "Well, then you don't have a contract here. You're fired." And they said, "Yes, we are." Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's kind of way away. But those were big hits. And, yeah. and if you love those great teen pop sounds and, and, you know, the angst and the feeling and the heartbreak and all this great stuff, you love this stuff. You know, we loved all that. But for them, they stuck in their own lane and, and they didn't change uh, these, these guys either. So that was, 
I think, very special, too. T.J. Lombinsky is the director and co-executive producer of Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, hosted by David Lawrence, the latest entry in the popular My Music specials. Uh, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, premieres the weekend of December 2nd on public television stations across the country. Michael Feinstein, I think he says in the special that had Steve focused only on his solo career, he could have been one of the greats. But as as we've been talking about um, in our conversation, TJ, part of what made Steve Lawrence Steve Lawrence is his joint appearances with Edie. Was it a situation where they just liked to perform together? Well, they loved each other. And and what you saw, the chemistry was real. Now, now there was the shtick part of the act, you know, where they would, you know, pretend to do some of the bickering. Always sort of reminds me when I see it, and and I know you'll appreciate this, it it, it harkens back to me to... uh, the stuff that uh, Keely Smith would do. With Louis Prima. With, yeah. with Louis Prima. Yeah. You know, she always had the very straight face, and he'd be off wailing and doing his crazy stuff, and she would just look straight at the camera. <laughs> and it, it reminds me of that. I think there must have been influences there. Um, and, and they just loved each other. They had a very long marriage, and, and it, you know, that just came out. Uh, but they had fun with it. They, they had fun with their relationship, and they were able to use that in, in an exaggerated form of what their real life was like. Steve was a great singer, Edie was a great singer, but one of the unique things that Steve brought to the table was he was also an accomplished actor. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize that he starred on Broadway until I, watched, until I watched your special, TJ, but I remember his frequent appearances on The Carol Burnett Show, sometimes with Edie, but most times by himself. And what I've learned from other people who are associated with The Carol Burnett Show, he was one of her favorite guests. I mean, if, if a guest dropped out, they would call Steve Agent, and if he was available, he would pinch it. And what Carol loved about him is that he could do anything. Yeah, it's funny you say that because there's some more stories uh, that are on the DVD and that are also kind of in the uh, the membership breaks that air when the show airs on local uh, public television. And one of them, Carol tells, you know, ex- exactly what you just said about how they love Steve and Steve would be on the show as the musical guest, but she would always give a chance to any of her musical guests or background singers or variety dancers, whatever, to do something more featured, and Steve would always say, cut, you know, if they were running over time, he would say, you know, cut, cut, cut the singing, I, I want to do the sketch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was so good at it, I mean, that's how I knew him, was because I watched the Carol Burnett show as a kid faithfully, and yeah. I knew him as the, as the funny guy, but what's interesting is she tells this story, Carol Burnett, it's on the DVD of the show as well, when people give to their local uh, public television station is that Steve gets stopped at a stoplight across the street from the studio, uh, and the cop pulls him over and, and says, uh, you know, you're driving two miles faster than you're supposed to be driving. He said, look, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm supposed to be on the Carol Burnett show right there across the street, uh, uh, you know, and license, please. Well, he turns out he leaves his license back at the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> so the cop says, well, how do I know who you are? He said, well, I'm Steve Lawrence. I'm, and he's trying to, how can I prove you I'm Steve Lawrence? So he, in the car, happens to be the binder of the script. And he says, oh, right here, it's right here, it says I'm Steve Lawrence. He said, well, you could have stole this car. How do you, how do you know that? Uh, this might, you might not be Steve Lawrence. You could just be in a stolen car saying you're Steve Lawrence. So basically, the, he said to the cop, all right, here's what we're going to do. These are Carol's pages. You read Carol's pages, and I'm just 
just going to read them cold, and then you'll know if I know the lines that it's not stolen and that I'm Steve Florence. So the cop starts reading, you know, Carol's lines up. I just walked into this, whatever. The <laughs> and after about you know two minutes of this, the cop closes the book and says, "This isn't funny." <laughs> <laughs> And he let him go. And he, he goes to do one of these shows that he, you know, again, he, like you said, he wasn't really scheduled to be on for And there, there he was. So, yeah, that, that kind of stuff happened all the time. Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, premieres the weekend of December 2nd on public television stations across the country. And as T.J. Lubinsky, our guest this segment, just mentioned, there is a DVD available, but you, the only way you can get the DVD is to donate to your public television station. So check your, I was going to say check your local listings. Um, uh, there, there aren't local listings in newspapers anymore. So check your, go to the website of your favorite P, uh, PBS station, check your TV app on your phone, assuming you have something like that to find out uh, when and where uh, you can watch Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet Memories of My Mom and Dad. Of all the performances featured on the special, um, well, two questions. Was it hard to narrow it down to the 13 or 15 you have on the special? And is there a song or a performance on the special that's your personal favorite? Well, okay, so... For me, who who loves the 50s rock and roll and the 50s teen pop sounds, I wanted to really have songs like Pretty Blue Eyes, uh, which was a great hit by Steve, and, and Footsteps, another great early song by Steve. But there just was no footage of that. Steve was in the Army, and, and he wasn't on television, and when he came out, he was singing these more sophisticated songs, so nothing existed of them doing that. Um, Seeing them doing this could be the start of something big from the old Steve Allen show, I think is really, really special. Just they're in their prime. They, they got it going on. They're swinging like nobody's business. Portrait of My Love is a personal song that I just happen to love. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, you, most people say it's a you know, portrait, but, but the way Steve sings it, he says portrait. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I went back and looked, and Perry Como, who also recorded it a year earlier, says the same thing, portrait, and then, you know, you go back further and you find there's an English singer who sang it, and he sang portrait. So it's interesting that, you know, he sang portrait of my love, and it's a beautiful song. Uh, Sunrise, sunset means a lot, uh, nice Jewish boys, so when I hear that by Steve and Edie, both Jewish performers as well, that's very special. But then learning all this stuff, uh, Sabora Me with... Um, Edie and the Trios Los Ponches, amazing. And, you know, because I, I have a fun, you know, sort of relationship with my wife, uh, Darn It Baby, We Got Love, where they're talking about meeting and being young and they love each other, but someday they'll be old, they won't have teeth, and they'll still stay with each other. You know, I mean, that kind of showmanship stuff. And then Edie, the way she could belt out these songs, uh, just unbelievable, uh, some of these things, which I never have seen before. But in discovering them, you see, she's... Every bit as talented, in my opinion, a lot more than a Barbara Streisand or even a Judy Garland because she, you know, she had a five-octave range, and, man, she could bend a note like nobody else could. When you mentioned how both Steve and Perry Como pronounced it portrait of my love, it brought to mind, um, and I don't remember whether, this, whether David said this on the special or Michael Feinstein, TJ, but Steve was considered a singer's singer, and maybe, and, and maybe one of the things that made him a singer's singer is that he took everything about the interpretation of the song very seriously, so that he, 
so that when he sang it, he not only made it sound like you're, you're listening to Steve Lawrence perform it and nobody else, but the whole intentionality behind the lyric. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was telling my wife um, last year we had worked on a Christmas show and we had uh, Nat King Cole's Christmas song in there. And I said, now this is the way he sings this because, you know, Nat was known for his phrasing. He actually sings on the record, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open File, F-I-L-E. <laughs> and you're like, well, why does he say Chestnuts Roasting on an open, open File? Huh? And... You know, you do some research, you find out uh, it's because file, to most people, when it was on vinyl, cut across is fire. Oh. That's why he sang it that way. So it, it could be a lot to do with that professional showmanship and their act. Their stage act is amazing. A lot of that's represented here, too. What's on tap next to the extent you're able to uh, disclose that to our listeners? Well, I mean, right now, my focus is on a CD set that we're putting out with Steve and Edie. And this, you know, this is a big, big deal because none of their stuff was ever compiled like into a box set. So we're putting together five CDs. It covers all their music from the early teen stuff all the way through to the to the biggest Broadway stuff. And, you know, it's a major, major take. You're remixing from the original multi-tracks and trying to track down all the best stereo versions, in some case using um, IA technology to take these old mono songs and make them into stereo, which is a big uh, thing now. And it's an amazing way that these songs just come back to life. So that's kind of where I am right now. And then, you know, as always, we continue to do Motown and soul and rock and roll, the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, my work on that stuff always continues because we're always doing shows, uh, doing more with shows, reissuing shows. But, um, you know, this is the big one for me. I waited all this time figuring it'll never happen. And it's just funny when things happen. So I hope people join us December the 2nd, 7 or 8 o'clock, just uh Check in with your local PBS station. You'll find out when they air it. Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet, Memories of My Mom and Dad, premieres the weekend of December 2nd on public TV stations across the country. And as TJ just mentioned, there is a CD and DVD set that accompanies the special, but the only way you can get that is by watching the special and, and, and supporting your local uh, public television station. TJ, this has been a delight to talk to you. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again one of these days on TV Confidential. Yeah, man, it's been great. I appreciate it, Ed, and all the work that you do. It's just it's wonderful on your listeners, so I'm honored that I can be a part of this and that this thing is finally happening because these two really deserve it. A reminder that Robert Davi will perform... His musical show, Robert Dobby, My Kind of Town, at the Black Box Center for the Arts in Boca Raton, Florida, on Sunday, December 3rd. Tickets and more information, bocablackbox.com forward slash events forward slash Robert Dobby, My Kind of Town. Ed Robertson, back for Tony Figueroa, down at Allenfield, Grice, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, 
or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.